1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This
4: is a CBC Podcast.
1: Um, can you remind me why we did this again? (laughs) A personal challenge? A personal challenge,
3: okay. This episode we tried something that we had never done before. An experiment.
1: On us. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't turn out at all how we had planned. It was the most stressful thing we've ever done. Yeah. I think it turned out cool, though. I had a lot of fun in parts of it. It was more fun once we were done. Yeah.
3: But let's stop talking about it and actually play the episode. First the credits. I'm Rob Norman. I'm Andrew Norton. And this is Personal Best. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Hour zero. It is five o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. We're on a busy street corner. It's snowing, there's lots of people walking around. We're going to find someone who wants to improve something about themselves and do that in 48 hours. We're going to do a whole episode in 48 hours, all the recording for it. Two days, 24 hours twice. It's Thursday now. By Saturday afternoon, we're going to be wrapped. All right. Okay. Let's get to it. How's it going? Who's got a problem? Excuse me, sir. We're with uh, CBC. Do you have something that you'd like to improve about yourself? Um,
1: not really. Okay, okay. It's the first day of snow and everyone looks really upset about it and no one really wants to hang out. My fingers hurt and my face hurts and there's something I can do about it. Anyone have a small
3: problem? We're trying to help here. We're just trying to help. Um,
5: Anyone?
1: Who's got problems? Maybe this is a good way for us to start, is just to ask someone if they have any problems. Yeah, yeah.
5: Like this lady here.
4: Um, I fall asleep in class sometimes.
5: One of my biggest problems is my posture. And I try, but I always kind of default to the slouch.
3: So your problem is you want your mom to watch less CNN. Is that right?
2: Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I'm in a relationship, but I have commitment issues. Sometimes I wake up and, you know, I love my boyfriend and then like some days I wake up and I'm like, ah, I kind of want to be single.
3: This isn't your boyfriend right beside you, right? It is. Okay. Yeah, we can't help with that, but we're getting a bit of momentum here. We talk with procrastinators.
4: And I'm pretty aware that, oh, I've got to be working on this assignment, but I just find something that's much lower on my priority list. More procrastinators.
0: At some point that alarm goes off for you say, I don't have any more time to stare at this. Yeah
3: someone who wants to one-up her big brother.
4: Like, I guess my brother is more of an overachiever, I think, than me. Always just one step ahead of me.
3: And there is also someone auditioning for the TV show. Big Brother.
0: Yeah, Big Brother. Um, I don't know, I feel like I could do a little bit of damage on the show if I were to get on.
3: And we also met a guy who's
1: never seen snow before.
3: Wow, really? Really cool.
1: That's fun. He didn't have a problem, but he was very nice to talk to.
3: How long have you been here for? Uh, two months now. Two months, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I wish I were excited as him about this snow. There's a couple inches on the ground. Our shoes and socks are completely soaked. But we have written down the names and phone numbers of some people that we could potentially help out.
1: Do you know that um, physical pain Uh, I'm not a big fan of.
3: So Rob makes a new plan with associate producer Jess Shane. It involves Starbucks and hot cocoa.
1: Guess what? We're going to go to that Starbucks and we're all going to get a hot cocoa. Yes, yes. And then we'll phone our new guest. Choosing a guest is always tricky. You can't help everyone. Luckily, it's clear to us that out of the entire lot, one person stands out. Meet Miriam a woman who's hoping to win the approval of her two parents by one-upping her brother.
4: You have reached the voicemail box of Miriam.
1: Hey Miriam, this is uh,
3: Andrew Norton calling. We met on the street earlier and... Uh, we okay,
1: so, so instead door. meet Kat. Hi there, this is Kat.
3: This is uh, Andrew Norton calling. We
1: met just about an hour or so ago. How are you? Oh, Andrew, I'm doing well. How about you? Kat is a mature student who has a passion for urban planning, which is good. Because it's also his major. But Kat, like most of us, struggles with procrastination.
4: What I noticed is that if I can just start writing, then everything goes fine. I'm able to write well. But every day, I, I'm always faced with just feeling really uncomfortable about starting any writing task.
3: And, and what's that feeling when it's like, okay, time to do this work, but I don't want to?
4: Oh gosh, I'm super familiar with it. It's, this t- it's a tightness. Right in my chest, like right where the rib cage stops.
1: He's not lazy or disorganized. He's got his day scheduled out hour by hour. It's just that when it comes to a big task, like writing an essay, he'll find something easier to do, something that gives him the illusion of productivity.
4: Usually it's housework. So doing the laundry, that kind of thing.
1: Do you have any assignments due, like,
3: Monday?
4: I I have one due on Wednesday. What is it? We went to Pittsburgh. Did some initial research for about a week, and now what I need to do is bring it into a paper to talk about how Pittsburgh has taken care of or not taken care of downtown revitalization.
3: Ten pages, double-spaced, on the revitalization
4: of downtown Pittsburgh.
3: And he's
4: yet to start. It's the big stumbling block. I've got the time in my calendar booked out. It's really just being able to sit down and do the work.
1: Okay, tomorrow we're going to help you write a paper on Pittsburgh. Oh,
4: amazing. All right, I'm excited.
3: We're going to have fun, man. 48 hours to get over your procrastination and to finish this paper.
4: Okay, I'm skeptical, but I'm totally I'm totally down for it. Cat, <laughs> we're
3: going to start a 48-hour timer. You want to count us in?
4: Okay. 5 4 Three, two, one, go!
3: There it is. There it is. (laughs) started.
1: With our guest secured and the episode encroaching upon Andrew's firm 9.30 bedtime, day one is complete, at least for Andrew. I have a busy night ahead of me.
3: Uh, It's uh, Friday morning. I just woke up. There's 37 hours and 13 minutes left. Uh, today we got to go into CBC and we got to, uh, I guess, interview some people and try and figure out how to help out Cat. Uh, All right. So we've booked two studios side by side for the day, so Rob and I can both be working on this at the same
1: time. But Rob's already in one of them with a bunch of people. So instead of scrambling to find the perfect expert the day of, last week I got associate producer Jess Shane to help me book a bunch of people in advance. And since I had no idea what the problem would be, I booked three awesome experts to cover all of my bases. That goes completely against the spirit
3: of what we're doing here. How? Because the whole point of this is that we fly by the seat of our pants, we go in, we find out what the problem is, we start from scratch together. You're doing interviews within a 48-hour period. Yeah.
1: Booking the guests wasn't part of the episode. But it's not sporting to do that. I think it's sporting. And while here I am, I got nothing. You're jealous that I have something and you have nothing. Who are these people? Well, first, I wanted a scientist who could tell me a lot of smart things.
2: I'm Danielle DeCarl. I'm a biologist studying leeches.
1: I also want someone who's practical, um, who knows how to implement big ideas in the real world. I'm Yukon Damov. I'm a political scientist. And then finally... I'm Reed Baker. I'm a horse trainer. Just in case horses were involved. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. What followed was a rousing interdisciplinary roundtable about procrastination involving science and history and equestrian sportsmanship.
5: I think that this whole Brexit thing was a masterclass in procrastination, holding out for the perfect
1: outcome. So it's perfectionism that gets in the way of finishing a task. I think so. I think so.
2: One of the things that's really apparent in evolution is there's many paths to the same thing. I guess the classic example is wings, right? Birds have wings and insects have wings, but all of their wings look a little bit different. They've all accomplished flight through completely different routes. So you might think that something you're doing is procrastinating, it's not related, but sometimes it might all come together in a
1: way that you weren't expecting. And our horse trainer, Reed, also knows a few things about motivation.
0: Uh, you train them... And make him competitive with other horses. Give them
1: the desire to beat another horse, to outrun another horse. Coax him. Coax him with competition. Coax him into it. This stuff is great, and I bet they have some pretty interesting facts about Pittsburgh.
5: I have no relation to the city of Pittsburgh.
2: There's no leech scientists in Pittsburgh
1: that I know of. No racing in Pittsburgh, so you won't find me there. No. One of the most interesting parts of this whole conversation was something Danielle told me about how scientists collect leeches.
2: When we collect leeches, it's pretty much exactly as you would imagine. We go into a pond or a stream and roll up our pant legs
1: and just wait till the leeches find us. Maybe that's what Kat needs, just to relax. Roll up his pants, put his legs in the creek, and let the essay find him.
3: While Rob is laughing it up with his three new friends, I'm in the other studio doing things the honest way. Staring at the computer, with absolutely no guest and no idea how to help. So I have to bring all my reporterly skills to bear.
4: Thank you for calling for Manny Brothers, home of the original Pittsburgh sandwich.
3: I start by calling my favorite Pittsburgh sandwich shop. With no answer there and my timer running down, I post on Twitter to see who is procrastinating right now. That's how I meet Jen.
2: I am putting off writing stories.
3: Jen works for the BBC on a radio soap opera called The Archers.
2: Yeah, right now I am working on a love story. The procrastination is thriving because it's just a Friday afternoon in the UK.
3: I also talked to this guy Jeremy from New Brunswick, who right now is putting off training for an ultra marathon.
1: So I should be able to run about 70 kilometers right now. Which I can't. Or I, I shouldn't say I can't. I have, I'm procrastinating on trying.
3: Then there's Tim Pitchell. He's currently putting off teaching, but that's only because he agreed to take the time to talk to me. He's a professor at Carleton University and the author of a book called Solving the Procrastination Puzzle.
5: It's, it's basically mood repair. It makes us feel better. So I'm facing a task that gives me some negative emotions of some sort. I'm bored. I'm frustrated. I'm resentful. I'm anxious. You pick your favorite, and it'll vary from task to task. But they're obnoxious emotions. You don't want to have them. How can you avoid the emotion? Avoid the task. And that's procrastination.
3: And it has nothing to do with being organized or allocating time. Is that right?
5: No, it's not about time management. But they'll come to a point in your day where you look at what's on your schedule, and that six year old that's alive and well in you goes, I don't feel like it. I'll feel more like it tomorrow turns out
3: procrastination is all about the relationship between our current self and
5: our future self. Absolutely it is. In fact, we treat future self like a stranger. We think about future self like a stranger, so it's not even us having the pain. So it's almost like our future
3: self is another person and we're going, eh, it's not my problem.
5: That's right. It's exactly that.
3: One solution he recommends is just focusing on the very next tiny step. That's it. Don't get too ahead of yourself. You kind of have to ask yourself, okay, if I were to start on this terrible thing I don't want to start on, what would be the very first thing i do?
5: And it might be as simple as I need to open my laptop and open up a Word document or look at the email to see what the instructions are. The moment you move your attention from how you're feeling to doing, that's where your motivation starts to emerge. Motivation doesn't lead the action. Motivation follows the behavior.
3: Testing, testing. There we go. We have 31 hours, 59 minutes exactly remaining. How are you feeling? Tired. Yeah? Yeah. You've been uh, you've been hitting the ground pretty hard, man. I think with this amount of information, I could find out who killed JFK. So it sounds like we have our research done and our goal is clear. Actually... Two goals there's getting him to finish the essay which we need him to do You're right and then there's there's something that n- we need to do to help with the procrastination right
1: so this uh, never happens again exactly first step i lead a quick brainstorm no bad ideas what if we put him in the dmv and he's waiting in line and it's a line that never ends it's just a circle you could be like hey you like folding laundry here's 500 fitted sheets you gotta fold We cryogenically freeze him and then send him to the future so he knows what the future's like. A lot of people say the wheel is the best invention, but let's think about that for a second.
3: I'm thinking. That's as far as I got. So there are some bad ideas. I feel like if we had a little bit more time, we could think of something better. Yeah. But we make some phone calls.
1: So
2: uh, I heard back from the mayor's office.
3: So we might have the mayor of Pittsburgh.
2: We might have the mayor of
3: Pittsburgh. All right.
2: They said they liked the show.
3: Like they meaning the mayor likes the show?
2: Well, the mayor's
1: assistant likes the show.
3: Yeah, they never called us back.
1: After a bit more deliberation, we decide on three activities that are perfectly tailored to Kat's needs.
3: Also, we can do them in
1: three hours. So
3: it's only a couple hours until Kat is supposed to come by the studio and we start these activities. Jess and I are rushing around getting everything set up. We need to book rooms, get our recording equipment tested, make props. Rob is out buying supplies. We're busy, but on track. Everything's great. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, this is me calling Rob. We have 30 hours and 15 minutes left. Can you hear me? Uh, I just got a text message. Hey, it's Kat. Hope you're well today. I've reconsidered participating in the podcast episode you offered. Thank you for your efforts and wishing you the best for your endeavors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He seems so into it.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, the show must go on, right? We have 30 hours left in our 48-hour episode, and no guest. So we've challenged ourselves to make a full episode in just 48 hours— We're helping a guy named Kat get over his procrastination and write a 10-page essay, double-spaced, on the revitalization of downtown Pittsburgh.
3: Except he doesn't want to be on the show anymore. I called and left a message saying, hey, sorry to hear about this. Um, Let me know if there's anything we can do to change your mind. And then immediately after I leave the message, I get a text back that says, I am unwilling to
1: discuss this. Huh. We have a missing cat. So, Andrew, what I've learned from sitcoms is, when you're in this situation, the best course of action is to replace the cat with an identical cat before anyone notices. What if I were to tell you that I have a friend named Cat? Hello? Hi, Cat. How are you? What's up? Can I tell you our situation? So, we're making an episode in 48 hours, and we were supposed to help this guy named Cat. He just dropped out. Uh
4: Uh-huh. What is it about?
1: Cat's problem was about procrastination. Does that apply to you at all?
4: Not really.
1: Plus, New cat is busy for most of our remaining hours.
4: Saying yeah, so tomorrow I could, but tonight um, is my friend's birthday. <laughs> Sorry, man.
3: Luckily, I've been flipping through our snow-soaked notes from our street interviews last night, and there may actually be someone else who can save this episode. Miriam. No, not Miriam, even better. So long as they pick up the phone. Hi, is this William? Yeah, it is. William, this is Andrew Norton. We met last night. I'm from uh, the CBC show Personal Best. Yeah.
0: How are you? How's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you?
3: Good. I don't suppose you still want to be on our show, do you? Okay. And your problem is procrastination, right? Yes. Perfect. And writing papers?
0: Um. Yeah, like really just getting started on writing anything at all. I
3: think we can help with
0: that. All right.
1: So we rush Will over to CBC. Okay. What do we need to know about Will? Will is a journalism student. He's in his first year of classes. He procrastinates when it comes to writing, and this comes from the high expectations he puts on himself.
0: I want to be the best writer that I can, and sometimes if I feel like I'm not, I won't do it at all. It'd be cool to kind of be able to, like, motivate myself earlier than having my feet to the fire in the form of, like, a deadline or something.
1: And even though he's in his first year, this is his second try at university. So figuring this stuff out kind of matters.
0: Like, I've I've seen what happens already. You know, I've been through one cycle of going to university, not doing very well and working retail jobs for two years. So I've managed somehow to get myself into a, a journalism program that I really care about. And I don't particularly want to repeat that cycle again. Sounds like a daunting task. It is a daunting task. I would say that it is daunting. There's no
1: time to waste. We have a bunch of stuff planned for Will, well, planned for Cat, but Will is going to do it. Yeah, we didn't have any time to change any of the custom
3: activities we made for Cat, but I think these can help for Will. And the first thing a procrastinator needs to do is to build a better relationship with their future self. To do that, we're gonna need snacks. Now, you can pick out anything you want from this convenience store for your future self. Ooh, that's really good. Okay. Will's always screwing over his future self by constantly pawning off work. He needs to do something nice for him for a change.
0: I'd say maybe like a $5 limit though. All right. My future self hopefully will eat better, but maybe he'll need a treat. Maybe he'll need a treat.
3: I don't know. Then on a dusty rack at the back of the store, Will sees the answer. The banana marshmallows. Marshmallow bananas, I don't know. You do you, man. With marshmallow bananas in hand, we head back to the studio. All right, back up the escalator. (laughs) Next, Will's gonna do a bit of writing. How will you be better to yourself? I promise my future self. Okay. I hand him some stationery and we've already provided an opening line. Okay. Um, we have dear future cat, what? Sorry, we can scratch that. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's just scratch-o cat, um, William. All
0: right, all right. Dear future William, I promise that I will not stare blankly at a computer screen. I want to have fun with the work that
3: I'm doing. This is like a confessional, this is strange. All this goes into a tiny wooden box. It's a time capsule to be dug up in a couple weeks by none other than future Will. We cram everything in. Oh, don't forget the bananas. Oh
0: my god, the bananas, of course.
3: Now it's time for a rite of passage for every aspiring Canadian journalist. Dig a hole in the CBC courtyard and bury your box of dreams inside. Okay, I think right here. Like, the dirt's got a bit of give to it. Do a bit of digging here. No. Right.
0: I feel like I'm desecrating CBC government property, but there you go.
3: Pretty Perfect. good. With our care package for future will tucked just below the topsoil, I take not quite future will upstairs. Next stop, the seventh floor.
5: Seventh floor. Thank you, But
3: then very soon after that,
1: the procrastination shooting range. You know in movies where special agents are in training, there are these cardboard cutouts that pop up and the special agent has to like make a split second decision whether to shoot or don't shoot. Like, is it a friend, is it a foe? Well, we've done that. So Will, this is all about focus. And when you are trying to focus on getting something done, like an essay on urban planning in a major city, you need to have that level of focus. In the real world, Will is making choices all the time that prevent him from starting projects. So we've created about two dozen cardboard targets. Some are productivity-draining traps like a comfy sofa or Twitter. Others are things that might help him achieve his goal, like a clean desk or Pittsburgh Mayor Bill Peduto. I load the arsenal of Nerf guns and get him into position. On your marks, get set, go. Go, 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 go. Go! Go! What in the world?
0: Go, go, go. Twitter jokes, no. Netflix, definitely not
1: our associate producers are hiding behind desks, making these targets flip up, seemingly randomly.
0: Um, my laptop, thank you, I will keep you. Fishing rod, nope, sorry. Dead, bill, I don't know, sorry, no. The mayor of Pittsburgh. The mayor of Pittsburgh just died, I'm sorry. The Roberto Clemente Bridge. Oh, urban planning, of course. Uh, thank you, yes, you're good. Relaxing candle, probably not, no, got it. Okay, time's up.
1: We're so far from our goal in this one. Not even close to what it wants to be. You killed things that you didn't need to. The relaxing candle will help you focus. The mayor of Pittsburgh- I killed the mayor of Pittsburgh. So you're shooting your gun too quick. We're having too much fun right now being a little too lazy with this. I think we need a lot more focus. I'm resetting everyone. On your marks, get set. Go, 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 go! Starbucks, no. Relaxing candle, yes, thank you.
0: Dirty laundry, no. Romance, no, sorry. Uh, Leeches, no. Messy desk, no, thank you. Uh, Mayor of Pittsburgh, Bill Peduto, yes.
1: That was really good, Well, I'm really happy with that. Give yourselves a round of applause. That's great. I'll take that. I have one final room to help Will realize his true potential, so I've given him some instructions to follow.
0: Find the door marked, procrastinators beware, do not enter. Entering the room now. Um, It's creepy, definitely.
1: The room is dark, and canopies hang from the ceiling. In the middle of the floor, there's a pile of essays, surrounded by a yellow rope. And to Will's left, a table with a very potent elixir.
0: Find the juniper berry tea, take a sip. All right, I'll be honest.
1: Does not taste like that much. So in addition to talking with a biologist and a horse trainer, I also talked with a psychic medium. I knew you were doing something weird like that last night when you left at like 9 o'clock and said you had an appointment. Surprise! So um, the psychic medium had some very important predictions.
4: One thing I get, um, I'm being shown coins, older coins, because you never know, it could be like a a hobby.
1: Old coins, right? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to do with that information. So after that, I went to a healing witch, and she said connecting with the elements might help Will open up to the universe, hence the juniper berry tea. Also, she concocted a kind of potion and then put it into like this little aromatherapy inhaler. smells nice.
0: It's almost sappy. Makes me think of a forest. Definitely feel more connected to the elementals based on that. Um,
1: The final step on his journey is to literally put his feet into the universe's crick of creativity. uh,
0: Remove my shoes and socks. Step inside the ropes. Stand on the pile of essays. This is satisfying. All right. Standing on the pile of essays now.
1: After two minutes standing barefoot on a pile of essays about Pittsburgh, Will has completed his spell. And from Will's tone of voice, you can tell he's very inspired.
0: It's been a journey through this strange room with strange decorations. Uh, I feel much more ready to beat my horrible fear of essays now. So um, I guess that's it
3: for me. So we just did the same amount of activities we do over the course of about three weeks with the guest. In only a couple of hours. Plus there's the whole mystical witchcraft room.
0: You never know, maybe with a different subject, witchcraft might have resonated a tiny bit more. Will seems very confused.
1: Polite, but confused. He's exhausted. And so are we. And I think you're starting to realize these activities we built weren't exactly designed for him.
0: I have, at various points, felt like I'm part of a science experiment here, but I guess in some ways I am, so.
1: I can't help but feel that we might lose our second guess of this episode. But I'm hoping not, because we don't have a lot of options, and we have less than 24 hours left. I want to go home so badly. I'm very hungry. There are people at home waiting for me who are mad at me because I've been here for so long. Yeah, I've been here for over 12 hours, man.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm Francesca Ramsey.
1: And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It.
2: Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today.
4: Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes.
1: So subscribe to
2: Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
4: Okay, it's
3: uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., we have 12 hours and 21 minutes left. We've had uh, a different person. We've, we've changed our, our subject, our guest. And, uh, you know, we're, we're rolling with the punches. So here goes final day.
1: After a long and intense day with Will, a procrastinating journalism student, Andrew and I are back in the CBC offices and we are beat Yes, we're tired. Yes, we're running out of time. Yes, we spent an
3: hour getting pancakes this morning. But we made a promise to write a 10-page, double-spaced essay about the revitalization of downtown Pittsburgh. And yes, that promise was made to a different guest, who has since politely told us he no longer wants to be part of this project. But it was a promise. And damn it, that's what we're going to do. Because whoever can complete this essay will prove they aren't a procrastinator. So let's get to work.
1: All right, here's the deal, so we need to research facts about Pittsburgh, we need phone numbers of Pittsburgh businesses, it'd be nice to talk to a real expert, we're creating a Pittsburgh room, we need a mural, a cityscape. This whole room has to look like Pittsburgh.
3: We want to come in and it just you just feel Pittsburgh right away. Alright, we've got four hours.
1: It's time to meet Will. Andrew and I are sitting in the lobby. A single microphone held in our collective hands. We wait and wait. We're waiting because there's no Will. Jess comes to deliver the news.
3: After doing some serious soul-searching, our second guest of the episode, Will, decided to go home to get his laptop. He's running late. And when Will
1: does arrive, boy, are we happy to see him. Will's here. How are you feeling, pal? Pretty good,
0: thanks. Um, I've had time to reflect and sleep on it. I mean, it was a lot of fun overall. Um, had a good time, so I was happy to come back today. But past that, no, no like big breakthroughs, I wouldn't
1: say. See, Andrew? He had fun. We had nothing to worry about. Plus, the prophecy came true. Because inside Will's jacket... I actually have an antique coin with me.
3: Had it. In my jacket for a little bit, but... You have a coin in your jacket? An yeah, antique I coin? I have
0: an old-ass coin in my jacket. See, maybe the, the psychic thing, you guys might not be far off base here. You never know.
1: The universe wants, and has always wanted, Will to be the one to write this essay. We show Will our fully
3: transformed studio. Welcome to Pittsburgh, buddy. Perfect. The walls are totally covered. Jess has taped together a mural using 48 photographs from the Good Color printer upstairs. Rob drew a whole cityscape, including the famous Roberto Clemente Bridge. And there's even a framed photo of someone very familiar.
1: Recognize him? Is it Bill Peduto? Darn tootin' it's Bill Peduto, Pittsburgh's 60th mayor.
3: I've also prepared an audio-visual presentation to inform, inspire, and delight. Welcome to Pittsburgh. The video opens with beautiful drone shots of downtown Pittsburgh from footage I stole from YouTube. From its unique sandwiches to its unique funicular railways, Pittsburgh has something for everyone. Like many downtown areas, it's currently going through changes, but Pittsburgh embraces change. And as
1: always, Will is floored by our efforts. Pretty impressed with this, all things considered. We also want him to connect with actual Pittsburghians, so we supply him with a list of phone numbers, like Cindy from Baskin-Robbins.
4: Thank you for calling Baskin-Robbins. This is Cindy speaking. How can
1: I help you?
0: Hey, Cindy. um, I'm working on an essay about the city of Pittsburgh. I was wondering if you could help me answer a couple questions.
4: You're doing a what?
0: An essay on the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. How do you feel about the revitalization of Pittsburgh's downtown core?
4: It's nice. It's nice? Yep. All
1: right,
0: perfect. Um, Anything you'd like to see happen that you don't see
1: already?
4: I don't know, but I can't keep doing this because I'm working. All right,
1: thanks for your time, Cindy. And there's Sandra, who works front desk at a fancy downtown hotel.
4: It's too congested when they have things.
1: You'd like to see the traffic get a bit better?
4: Yes, but, uh, you know, they need more parking.
1: uh, We also provide Will with a bunch of academic papers. Take these facts, put it into an essay. And whatever happens, stay focused. On your marks, get set. Pause. Yeah. I have to plug my laptop in because it's dead. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just gotta make sure it's all charged up.
3: Okay, found the outlet.
1: Okay, just gonna get it in there. And we're plugged in. back. All right. On your marks. Get set. Start that essay. Bye. Will's task is 10 pages, double-space, on the revitalization of downtown Pittsburgh. And he only has an hour to do it. His first 15 minutes are spent attacking the research, getting his notes in order. How's it coming?
0: Uh, Not bad. I'm through a fairly significant part of their economic history. I have what will work as a thesis for now.
3: 20 minutes later, Will's furiously typing away. He's taking the task very seriously. So I'm at midway through my third page. Um, I'm running with sports teams.
0: Uh,
1: I can get to green initiatives, perhaps. We'll see. All right. If things go wrong, we can always increase the font, right? Bring in the margins. With only seven minutes left, it's clear there's no way he's going to make the full 10 pages, even double-spaced. All we can do now is support him. That's why I bought him this brownie. Yeah, brownie break. I know we're trying to learn, like, anti-procrastination here,
3: but also you got to take care of yourself, right?
1: With failure fast approaching, Andrew and I have only one option left.
3: Okay, seven minutes, not looking like he's going to finish. This is about getting things started, right? Not about getting things finished.
1: Yeah, it's about getting things started, not finishing. Right? That's what we always set up to do. We didn't think that he was really going to write a 10-page essay in an hour. Totally. And so after
3: seven minutes, uh, when this is all done, the lesson here is...
1: Hey, you started. And you started right away. Time's just about up for Will's essay. Our 48-hour timer is almost done, too. Whoa, hour and 54 minutes. It's weird looking
3: at that number countdown. down. At one point, I said 48, and we had a completely different guest. That's crazy. We did so much. I feel like this is when I'd ask our guest, what did we learn? I mean, it's funny that we're talking about procrastination here and starting things quickly. I think that you can do things too quickly. It's like that measure twice, cut once. We just were like, let's just cut.
1: It's tough though, cause like, I don't know. I want to make mistakes. I want to be spontaneous. I want to find things in the moment. But this was just too much, I think. Right. So the big lesson we learned here is be a normal person. I don't want to say yes, because
3: that's what we learn every episode, but yes, it is. Will's time is up, and he's finished only four out of the ten pages double-spaced. But the important thing is, is that he started. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it was definitely always about that. Maybe, maybe it actually was, though. What? Even for us. You
0: guys were like, okay, I'm giving myself 48 hours
1: to do something that seems
0: kind of hard. So you didn't really have time to... Focus on the particulars. So I guess it's kind of similar to saying like you have an hour to write ten pages.
3: That did not even dawn on me till just now.
1: We taught ourselves a lesson before we even started. I don't know what's what anymore. I'll be honest. It's been a long couple days. It's been a long couple days. It's been fun, um, but I'm happy if if we all learned a little bit from it. But it's not quite over yet we take Will outside for one last surprise. Well, thank you so much, Will. It's been a good time. Thank you guys for having me. Will, congratulations on learning how not to procrastinate. It's
3: a marching band for you, Will. (laughs) Did you procure a a marching
0: band from?
1: Jess has actually had this marching band lined up since our very first episode. Maybe waiting can pay off. Congratulations, Will.
3: Thank you guys so much. Oh, they have another song. Okay, great. Let's call this one. Shall we, Rob? We're done. That's it. All right.
1: I'm hitting stop. We now present to you The Revitalization of Downtown Pittsburgh, an essay by Will, written in an hour. The
0: city of Pittsburgh, founded in 1758, is steeped in industrial culture. Home to more than 300,000 people, Pittsburgh's infrastructure plays a vital role.
1: I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard the podcast Personal Best. Andrew Norton produces the show. Jess Shane is our associate producer. Our music is always by the incredible Breakmaster Cylinder.
0: The city resides in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, stretched across.
1: And special thanks to Allie Graham this episode. Thanks for braving the elements with us. We also received production help this episode from Cecil Fernandez, Chris Chang, Yen Phillips, and Luke Williams. Special thanks this episode to Jeremy Raymer and the Lady Godiva Memorial Band. Pittsburgh
0: was also home to the first simultaneous transplant of the liver kidney and heart, which took place...
1: At- R.F. Narani is the executive producer of CBC Podcasts. Do you have something you want to improve about yourself? Email us at 10 pages double spaced at cbc.ca. That's not the format of how we want you to write to us. That's just the email address. Our website is cbc.ca slash personalbest. Personal Best is a CBC podcast. If you're looking for other CBC podcasts, maybe check out The Secret Life of Canada. It's a tell-all history podcast that uncovers conspiracies that the Canadian government doesn't want you to know. But instead of aliens and the Illuminati, it's about ketchup chips and who invented the first pizza pop. You can find Secret Life of Canada wherever you find your other favorite podcasts.
3: Okay, so uh, we're in the CBC courtyard. It's two weeks after you planted the uh, time capsule. I think it's somewhere over here, maybe. There it is. Well, it doesn't take much digging. Maybe like brush it off like an archeologist. That's great. Should we eat these banana marshmallows? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) They're almost frozen, which kind of makes it
0: a worse experience, but I don't mind it.
3: Well, thank you, Past Will. Yeah,
1: thanks, Past Will. For more CBC Original Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash originalpodcasts.